the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The Answer San Diego presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my co-host, Kevin Bowersock. Man, it is good to be following the uh, Garden guys again here at 1170. It's like deja vu. It was good to see them, man. It's been a little while. I'm glad they're back with us. This is a good station. Whole team's in-house over here now. You got you got Garden Talk, you got Auto Talk, you got Smart Investing. So we're, we're all here, man, to where we should be. So yes, I welcome perfect. the Garden Talk guys. Like I said, it was good to see him. Yes. They're all good. I'm glad you're back on the air, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great advice, too. And then I had to show him a picture of a plant that I bought, like a Ming plant. And I actually bought it from them, this humongous Ming plant pot. And I put it in my house. And, and I was like, oh, man. And, and, and they even told me I repotted it. And he said, ooh, that's tough to do with those. I said, well, it's made it about, I don't know. Probably been six weeks since I repotted it. It seems to be doing okay. So, so I think it's going to live. It's a humongous Ming plant, though. It's cool looking. It's like a big, I don't know, oriental plant. It's cool. It's like it's a really, bush. No, uh, but tall and skinny. It's very. It's like six foot tall. It's humongous. That's why I bought it. I have this vaulted ceiling, and I wanted to put anyway. So that's Garden Talk stuff, but those guys are amazing. So uh, please tune in. Uh, obviously, you can catch them every uh, Saturday morning at 6 a.m., and then we follow right behind them, just like old times at the old station. It's 7 a.m., and... Uh, and then Smart Investing, I think, is at 9 a.m. or something. Not sure where. But anyway, after us, they definitely follow. Uh, so uh, tune in and uh, and join in. And we appreciate everybody here. All right. This morning here at uh, Auto Talk, though, if you want to give us a call, anything automotive related, uh, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Uh, we're talking about kind of why vehicles break down and, and some of the most common failures this morning, but we're happy to talk to you about anything automotive related. So once again, 888-344-1170 here on The Answer San Diego, uh, and uh, we uh, look forward to hearing from you. Um, I do want to remind you that Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of uh, West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Uh, AAA approved and STAR certified for over 28 years, taking care of folks up there in North County. Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified out there, taking care of folks for over seven years in the East County. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission at 8027 Balboa Avenue. Uh, AAA approved and smog certified in Central San Diego there. Uh, taking care of folks over there for over three years now. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, our newest location right across the freeway from the Golden Triangle in the Golden Triangle here, right across the freeway from UTC, where we're at uh, uh, broadcasting live this morning uh, uh, at uh, Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall. AAA approved and star certified for smog uh, for over a year now. Um, so all of us at the West Automotive Group, my employees, myself and everybody come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for a simple reason. Uh, we truly believe in the same philosophy, and that is we never put money ahead of people. Uh, you stop in and have your vehicle service repaired and find out what quality automotive service repair is truly all about. It's about you and your vehicle and taking care of you for sure. And the West Automotive Group is proud to offer during this, uh, uh, we always do, but it's uh, uh, make sure people know we have six months no interest for your vehicle service repair needs on approved credit uh, th- there to help you out. And that can really help anytime you need your vehicle fixed for sure. You can space uh, out the cost over a six-month period 
uh, without any interest. Really nice to have. So please uh, ask about uh, um, our uh, um, arms that we offer offer there, and you can reuse it over and over again. That's a good thing. Uh, and also uh, stop in uh, if you somebody's telling you you're having a transmission problem and you uh, want to verify, make sure, etc. Uh, or you think you have a transmission problem, we'll get in and take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis uh, along with our uh, free shuttle rides to or from work or home, low-cost rental vehicles at all four of our locations. We're here to help you in any way we can. Uh, we also have put in measures to uh, um, make sure that uh, we're returning your vehicle to you with uh, sanitizing keys and wiping things down and just keeping all things uh, clean so that uh, uh, we stay safe during this time along with social distancing, and you'll find all of our uh, employees when you come into the lobby, et cetera, wearing masks. So uh, we're just here to help everybody stay safe and do what we need to do to uh, keep you motoring along here in San Diego County. So anything we can do, we're happy to help. Uh, Go to westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. You can uh, actually click on auto talk and all of our auto talk radio shows are podcasted right there. Uh, So you can download them if you want. You missed one, et cetera. Uh, you can go there and check them out, or you can go to um, the Auto Man, which is I'm the Auto Man on on the CW and Fox News, uh, C- CW News on Friday mornings and Friday evenings, and uh, Fox News on Wednesday mornings, uh, and you can uh, check out all the Auto Man segments there uh, if you have missed any of them or wanted to catch what they look like, uh, and that's right through our website westautomotivegroup.com, and you can just click on through to there and get all the information you need. Uh, you can also find out about us. You can make appointments, et cetera, on our website, so westautomotivegroup.com. But this morning, uh, give us a call here, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Um, and we're here to uh, to talk to you about anything automotive-related. We're going to talk about a couple of different things uh, this morning. Uh, you can also email me anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. I'm here to help answer your questions. I get a lot of emails here and there for the off of that and uh, try to get right back to everybody and give them the answers that they need. So we do appreciate everybody giving us a call and stuff. And like I said, we are talking about uh, uh, some of the most common failures and why cars break down. Before I we get into that, though, this morning real quick, I wanted to... Um, so we had a situation. We had a vehicle and it was a Subaru. We went through and diagnosed it. There was a technical service bulletin on it. This vehicle got so cars today, and 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 I am I'm talking about this because there's interesting things, but there's more than one facet to this whole whole uh, scenario with this vehicle. But it got towed in because um, it had an issue, and all the um, check engine light and multiple other lights came on on the dash. So the customer uh, kind of panicked and had the vehicle towed in, which is fine. You know, hey, better safe than sorry. A lot of times, exactly because cars. Know, Parts are expensive these days. Yes, correct. So in going through, uh, the car ran fine when it came to us and all that stuff. But it did have this issue. Had some code stored. Went through. Uh, Raymond was working on it. Does an amazing job. There was a technical service bulletin about an amperage ripple on this car that caused this concern. So, um, and I'm talking about this because it kind of came out interesting what what I'm so in other words, test true, he was able to verify the concern, found that well, found the technical service bulletin, then went through, did the testing, verified the exact concern that the technical service bulletin talks about. Um, then we spoke to the customer, the client, and and also found out in this process that the alternator, which is recommended, the technical service bulletin says if you have this amperage ripple. Replace the alternator, replace the tensioner. This is why technical service bulletins are extremely important. And this, and we have access to all those. You use them a lot, right, yes. Kevin? Okay. So whether it's transmission, drivability, whatever, there's there's TSBs for everything on a car. And a matter of fact, in today's newer cars, if you were to pull up all the TSBs on them, sometimes there's pages, right? Yes. Okay. So um, sometimes there are pages just on the transmission or pages. just That's what I'm saying. Just exactly. <laughs> depending on what happened. So in, in just what these are, these are bulletins written by the engineers for like. So this is a Subaru. So the engineers for Subaru found this problem, wrote a bulletin about it so that everybody working on the vehicle that that has access to these bulletins would be aware of it. So we check a lot of these because they do help. In other words, this is a problem that's, that w- these cars have had. And, and initially it was found to be a, 
a problem by technicians several times. They got the engineers involved and they verified, okay, this is a problem. So it's not like a one-off problem. It's a problem these cars have seen. Well, and a lot of the problems are, it's hard to explain, but they're not as they seem to be. Correct. Because normally like... A, you, a lot of them are in-depth Well, you can, you can have 10 pages on the transmission of TSBs and the first one will start off, we need the diagnosis right and look at this. We're not looking at the normal things. That'll be your first TSB. The next one will be, we need to reflash the program first because the program is what's messing up the voltage and, you know, just... Correct. just yeah. And, and then it goes down from there, obviously. It, and it does. And, and, there, and there's technical service bulletins usually, especially, like I said, today's newer cars, there'll be multitudes of them. But, Mike, the thing I want to clear on this is that, and make clear, is that it's uh, um, these are written by the engineers of the manufacturer of the car because they've seen this problem several times and they dug into it, figured out what's causing it. So they write this bulletin to follow these directions to verify, are you having this concern? Yes. And if so, they give you, give us all of the test this, test that. Is it in this parameter? Is it in that parameter? What is, you know, and it's very good information. So we follow those because they're written by the engineers of that specific vehicle. So um, in this case on this car, it was an amperage ripple that would cause weird issues at idle and cause the car to stall and all the lights to come on. So went through, verified over a three amp ripple. Anyway, come to that. It's coming from the alternator. The recommendation from Subaru themselves to replace the alternator and, and tensioner. Now, this is where it gets weird because it was under warranty. So we recommended her to the dealer, obviously, because you don't want to pay for something that exactly. is That's under warranty. Right. And any client that we have our customer, we want to make sure. Well, that's part of our job to steer person in the right direction. Correct. That's what we're here to help. So we do that. So here's where, so what I've noticed lately though, um, is car dealers have been keeping one or two really good technicians and letting all the other ones go, which is a difference to West automotive group. Cause what we do is, um, hire, guys that have lots of experience that are master technicians and but so they keep one or two good technicians so not all of them are bad but they and then they hire a lot of younger guys that cost them less and they think that this is a great procedure but what happened with this vehicle is it shows up over there the problem's not happening right now but they didn't read the information that we'd given so therefore they just drive it around check it out scan it nothing's going on and they tell her there's nothing wrong with your car so, but they're missing the fact that if they w- would have actually looked at this technical service bulletin and then test, they would have found, and that's going to happen to her car again is what's going to happen. So, and then she's going to be very irritated with them, obviously. Uh, but the point to that is, this is um, just because you go even to the dealer doesn't mean that they follow all the procedures they're supposed to. No. And. You want to know something? And it depends on the tech working on a vehicle. We both me, both me and you have really good friends that work at dealers also that are amazing technicians. So it's not all of them. Don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you, and, and there's plenty of independents that have techs that are not well, great too. That's so. why I was going to go. There's a lot of places because there's a lot of times that I've driven people's cars for transmission problems. And I have a certain certain like drive that I go on. And I know sometimes I got to make that loop twice mm-hmm. so that I get like four to eight miles in the car. And I noticed, because they'll come from somewhere else and say that they couldn't find anything wrong with it. And I noticed if I wouldn't have went that eight miles, I wouldn't have noticed anything was wrong with it. Correct. And that's, again, where it's a good scenario to f- finding out, too, you know, asking the right questions from from consumers who drive their customers that drive the vehicle. Like, when does this happen? Do you have to drive for a while? Do you go uphill? Do you go downhill? Do you, you know, does it when you first started in the morning when it's cold? So, and that's what you do. You have to ask the questions because you know what I tell people. Just like when I call somebody to do something at my house or whatever, mm-hmm. the reason I'm calling them is because I don't know. So, someone work. Most people don't. There's and especially in this day and age, less people know anything about cars. So, you have to educate them basically and in, in, by asking them questions, and that's what you're supposed to do. You know, with any professional, you know, correct, correct, and, and well, and that's the best way to to assist them in pinpointing in on what's actually going on. And so I always tell folks, you know, we have to, the most important thing, number one, is to duplicate and verify the concern, and then we can diagnose it from there. It's very the, important. So, and, and unless we get it to do it, we didn't, you're not, it's, can you know be, what It can be difficult. Um, otherwise, except for in a direction like this where it's already been pinpointed and the text told, 
hey, this techno, this fails this. If they were to go through and do that testing, they'd have picked up that amperage well, thing and they'd have known. Well, but we'll talk more about that when we come back. Well, we're going to have to take our first oh, okay. break here real quick. Uh, we're running over. Brendan's waving his hands at me. So 888 <laughs> 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way on The Answer San Diego. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man. Here on Auto Talk Radio, Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. I would say you're not awake, but all you garden talk people were all calling the garden people, so I'm getting a little offended now. <laughs> Don't get offended. <laughs> no, I'm, oh, yeah. Not, 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 no. It seems like our callers always wait till the last half of the show for some reason. Well, our, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's because they were up working on their cars all night long and they're sleeping right now. Same. What? <laughs> I hope people not. People do. They come home from work and they, you know... I'm you're going to work on your hot rod, you got to work on it a little bit at the nighttime. Oh. Most of the guys I know that work on their hot rod are uh, um, older fellers that, uh, like my friend Kenny at the gym that's working on his custom truck, and they're all retired, so I know, they go to the gym in the morning, then still they, young they guys tanker there, in the like afternoon. Cars. Kenny, was bu- Kenny was building a boat. He was telling me about his boat. I, I, I've seen him a couple times since COVID now, now that the gym's back open. So now he has a boat built in his basement, and he can't figure out how to get out of his basement. Not in his basement. He lives up in Ramona. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think he's got a big old shed up there or something. He's building stuff in, but uh, but yeah, he Kenny's a retired automotive school teacher from uh, Ramona High School, I believe it was. Right, right. Yeah, so he's fun to talk to. I always love to see Kenny at the gym. Missing a lot of the old guys that used to go go to the gym. Now with all this going on, there's a lot fewer people there, so it's good to, good to have a little bit more normalcy and be heading back to to. Uh, um, having the gym open, you know, so right, and and right now we can sit inside in a restaurant. Thank goodness, last weekend it was a hundred degrees outside. I mean, who wants to eat outside when it's hundred five degrees? <laughs> it's a little warm. Nothing like eating while sweats rolling down your I forehead. I guess it right? depends if the air conditioner is working or not, depending on whether you want to work, eat inside or outside. Well, yeah, most restaurants <laughs> the air conditioners are working, so it works out well. Thank goodness, but uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely, uh, definitely would not want to be eaten inside when it's uh, AC's not working either. So, anyways, let's get back to the Subaru. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I was just thinking though. Mm-hmm. I anymore, I don't tell any, especially if somebody comes in and we drive the car and it doesn't happen. I don't ever, I don't tell anybody that there's nothing wrong with your car. Normally, normally I'm like, okay, I'm, a, I'm assuming That's a good point. I'm like, something's really going on here, and you're feeling it, especially if you've owned the car for a while. So, but I'm not feeling it. So until we get it to happen. You know, kind of deal. Or sometimes we'll get it to happen and go, well, that's kind of a normal noise for that car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it could be. Or, and other times we research like technical service bulletins because they give us all the information what the car is doing. And we think, well, maybe it is this going on. And then we can double check it sometimes. In a, and sometimes everything checks out fine, which is fine because cars and electronics, especially electronics on cars, can be having an issue and then not having an issue. And, and, and especially electronic problems, they can be sensitive issues. And what I mean by that is it could be a heat. It could be a cold thing. It, it could be a time. Vibration. Sensi- yes. I mean, because yeah. electronics are sensitive in their own little way anyway. So they are without question. So you, you're correct about that. So but the correct statement to that, and that is a very good point that you're making, is that. Uh, just because it's not happening right now or whatever doesn't mean you're not having an issue. We just haven't duplicated your issue. And you know what I did? I, I this was a newer car too, and I and I had a lady this week. I told her I said, "Look, this is what I want you to do." Because even I had her come down and go. What for kind a of car are you talking it about? It was a it was a two, 2017 uh, Honda Accord. Okay. And like I told her, I said, "You know what? Because I drove it, I didn't feel anything really." Uh, she came down and went for a ride with me even, but I told, this is what I told her. I said, she goes, you know what? It's not making the noise it normally makes and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So she goes, and I'm just worried. She goes, the car's still under warranty, but I'm worried that she goes, I don't want to get this car out of warranty. And then something, you know, have the that was leading up to it. And I told her, I said, you know what? 
just start making note now. I said, go ahead and drive the car. Even if it takes you a month, start making mental notes and then writing it down in a little notebook. Happens first thing in the morning. Or it happens, happens when I go up a hill. Or on the freeway on for the freeway. 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, then I get 50 off. 50 mile or, an hour, I feel the vibration. If I go to 55, it goes away or whatever it is. I'm just, we're just I'm throwing stuff out there to, to documenting how something happens and when because a lot of times it happens at the same kind of driving scenario. Yes. Which is important. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, and that yes. helps reproduce the concern, and therefore then diagnose the concern. Well, right? it helps. Yeah, it helps the technician. You know, if you really want your car fixed, it does help the technician. You know, you know, figure out if he can, if he can, if you can come in and explain as much as you can on, especially on a weird problem like that. It, it'll he can, it's easier for him to reproduce his thing because then he knows I need to get it on a hill that's you know a good hill and I have to be doing 45 mile an hour and, and I had to been driving the car for 45 minutes. I mean, there are weird conditions like that. So there are, there are. So, and there are weird things that happen with a vehicle sometimes and you have to put them through the exact same paces to duplicate it without question. So, and, and see a lot of different items with different vehicles that, that uh, create weird scenarios. But I just wanted to bring that up because it's one of these things that we're going to see more often now and 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 I guess my whole thing is 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 uh, whoever's diagnosing your vehicle needs to be truly qualified and just not ignoring a bunch of things either and giving it one test drive and just blowing it off. So and just because you're That's at right. a, a dealer or a, it doesn't mean that your kid somebody that, that is is well qualified to be doing what they're doing because I, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus. There are plenty of qualified technicians that work at car dealers. There's also a slew of them that work in independence uh, like us. Uh, and, and we go out and try to hire the very, we, and we do hire the very best technicians around. So in, in my opinion, and, and along with, you know, what their experience is, and we go through a lot of trouble to do so. Um, but the point is, if, for one simple reason, to get your car fixed right the first time and actually get through, through the concerns and scenarios going on. So um, just just a point I thought I'd bring up, and it's a good point to uh, make. Let's uh, grab uh, Bruce and Carl's Brad real quick. Good morning, Bruce. Yeah, good morning. Uh, th- this is uh, a regarding a uh, an issue that I called in approximately three weeks ago. Okay. And uh, it was a, um, an 05 Jeep Grand Cherokee mm-hmm. uh, with a Hemi and uh, uh it had a uh, it, well, 114,000 on it or so. It had a transmission over temp light. Coming. Oh, yeah. I remember speaking to you. Yes, sir. Uh, yep, yep, yeah. And you had and had it had, in, and, and somebody had done some work to it, but it hadn't been yes, corrected. Yeah. And so, anyway, you asked me to give you a follow-up on it. Absolutely. The car, the car was completed uh, uh, about four days ago, and it's fixed. Okay. And it, it was taken to a dealer. Uh, first of all, that uh, the fluid and filter and, and that had been serviced, and that uh, your brother there mentioned the part, the specific part, but uh, that there's this, a temperature sensor that's inside the. It's a module that's inside the transmission itself. The solenoid it, pack. The solenoid group has the temperature sensor in it. Yes, sir. That's that's the one. Okay, and then that had been replaced as well. That had been done by the dealer. Mm-hmm. And it didn't fix it, so they had to keep the car longer. Now, mm-hmm. and this start this is like three weeks ago. So um, then they decided that it uh, needed a new transmission. So uh, normally, it you, you could either get the remanufactured or the new. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Interestingly enough, maybe it was because of COVID. I don't know, but neither was available. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they found a, a different source. Uh, and, uh, so, um, it, it took, it was going to take some time to get it anyway. And they gave him a loaner, uh, and it was free. Mm-hmm. It was a 20, 2020, uh, nice Wrangler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, they had that, uh, use for about two weeks. And, uh, and then the last Thursday got the car back and the total damage done was 4,300 dollars mm-hmm. for for the tranny and uh, he did not have to eat that first service they that was not they didn't charge him for that uh temperature sensor module mm-hmm. gotcha okay and that 
Yeah, and so that's where we're at right now. Um, you never know because I'm not – typically that concern does not require replacing a transmission. But I will tell you this. If you do replace the entire transmission, you'll definitely fix the problem. So. <laughs> I, I, I mean, as far as I, most of those are valve body or, 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 or like Kevin said, the, the TCM. TCM issues or, or the, in the solenoid. But, but uh, who knows? Because maybe this, maybe this, it damaged the transmission. Well, it could have had a different problem too. I mean, even though it had an over temp sensor, that one, the torque converter could have been messed up on. It wasn't locking up maybe. And that, and it was the, creating higher heat. Over temped. Who, who, we don't know. So yeah, maybe that was the answer all along. So when somebody just missed it initially when they diagnosed it. So, um, but it sounds like he got taken care of and that's a good thing. Yeah. And then they, like I said, they did mention something about the torque converter problem and uh, mm-hmm. they were going to replace that. But then, uh, well, the com- if they replace the transmission, they replace the converter. I guarantee you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So okay. that it, you know, once all that's replaced, it definitely uh, should cure the problem without question. So, um, but uh, yeah, interesting. But uh, one of those things without actually working on it, it's hard to tell. But it sure sounds like somebody misdiagnosed it initially then and missed something, and that's why. But it was good well, of them to credit you back for that or credit your friend back for that. Right, right, yeah. So. Uh, and then uh, secondly, um, I had a question about uh, the cost on uh, ignition wiring replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is on a, a 2003 Ford uh, Explorer Sport. That's the two-door, and that's the standard V6 four-liter. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the idiotic one where you have to pull the wheels and uh, lift them and put aside the mud flaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mud guard, I guess it is. Anyway, uh, I was one of the questions would be, I I had the plugs replaced. It's got 114 on it now, mm-hmm. also 114, strangely, mm-hmm. but uh, the they were platinum plugs and they were replaced at 92. So I wouldn't think the plugs would need no, to be replaced. They're, they're good. Yeah, okay. they should be good. The, the ignition wiring is original. So what, uh, could you give me a ballpark on just the replacing the wiring only on that, it, bearing in mind that idiotic yeah, it's not, uh, it's labor-intensive thing? Yeah, it's not near as labor-intensive as you'd think. But is, is, it, is it a V8 in that one or a V6? Oh, no, no, no. It's, uh, they were all 4-liter V6. Okay, cause some, well, actually, some of those uh, all-wheel drive ones come with the 5.0s in them. They and did. The, the, yeah, so. Well, no, this, this is the uh, two-door. Okay, and then 4.6s. Four. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, not not too bad. I don't think it take. I mean, off the top of my head, an hour or so, that's say, about it. Call that a guess. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah, way you're not I, locked I, into I, it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, cause cause, I, there's so many different variables, but it, the, the wiring's, you know. Going to say and, an average. It, and typically, we recommend it. If we do plugs between ninety and 100000 which is a great place to do them, we usually recommend it just because that's a coil pack is what that is. And we uh-huh. and there is no distributor or cap or anything like that, but there's wires. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, we usually recommend it just do the wiring. That that would have been a good time to do the wiring because you're already there and it's easy and it's it, it's a little bit extra time but not much. That, that's usually a good time. But now that it's uh, already had plugs put in it, I I would just replacing the wiring should be an hour or less in time. So that's a hundred and in the hundred dollar range right there. And then plus the. Uh, uh, we always recommend either we use would use Motorcraft or or a high quality uh, aftermarket wire on those. Uh, there's there's really good wires like Belden in that available. So just as long as uh, um, put a really good quality wire on it, it's good, should be good for another till the plugs need to be replaced again at at two hundred thousand. Okay, so pretty much uh, I would I. For labor and well, total cost labor parts. Yeah, I don't know the plug uh, yeah. wires off the top of my head. I would have to look. The parts vary so much from one thing to another. Um, I I don't know. I presume uh, a really good set of plug wires is probably sixty to seventy five dollars yeah, in there somewhere. Yeah. If I had to guess, yeah, that, that's so, what I saw. Yeah. Uh, at, that's the uh, the original Motorcrafts are about seventy bucks. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I was, was going to say. Hundred just yeah. to be a little over. Yeah, yeah, you never know. But in there somewhere, yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah, so, so you, I, you I, could I, probably have a couple hundred bucks wrapped up in this whole deal, and, uh, and no more than a couple hours. So I just kind of waited out in the area there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, if you made an appointment to have it done, uh, you, yeah, good. usually, yeah, not more than probably an hour to two, something like that. 
Okay. Okie well, dokie. Uh, uh, yeah, get a, I'll set an appointment then. All right. We'll be happy to take care of you. Hey, thanks so much for the call, Bruce. Have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Take thanks care. for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks, we're going to have to take our last break real quick here. I wanted to get all Bruce's questions answered. We went over a little bit. Give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way on The Answer San Diego. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio great stuff hey bruce thanks for the call man uh great and you he always has great points and great questions and great i, I appreciate him listening you know you know it made, it made me think because he said that the the problems in transmission and you know normally it's something else but but so i remember when gm like this was probably say 2000 mark maybe mid 2000 mark mm-hmm. when they were having a problem with the 480 uh torque converter clutches uh the piston would crack uh-huh the complaint from the customer, because most people don't even know their car, their torque converter is locking up. So the complaint, the customer would always come in, and after I drive my car for a while, I'd get a harsh second gear. Or, you know, like a... like a Okay. Because what would happen is is the torque converter would be slipping, slipping. The car would get hotter, and as it was slipping, and and, and it would set... Not all transmission codes actually set the chance, or the check engine light on. So even though it set a code, it would put the computer the computer for the transmission in 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 the limp mode. Raise the line pressure. Yeah. So the only thing they were feeling was boom. Yeah. And and I, as I'm diagnosing it, I'm watching my scanner going, huh? Why is why is it getting so hot? And and the torque converter is not locking up. And I'm not even to where the customer is complaining about. And the converter about it. not locking up is causing the heat excessive. And, exactly. Heat. And I'm not even to the point where the com- the customer's complaint is, or, or you know, their their concern, or yeah. whatever you want to, you know, however you want to put that, um, what they're feeling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem that they think is going on, but it is all part of the same problem. Yes. Yeah. So getting there. Yeah. No, I I get I get you, man. I do. I do. All right, folks, give us a call here one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Uh, anything automotive related, we're happy to talk to you about. Do not wait till five minutes till eight because we then we can't talk to you and we love to talk to you so give us a call without question because then we'll have the speed talk <laughs> that always works out really well <laughs> i don't think we're gonna what, do what that. A, the auctioneer <laughs> no we're not doing that definitely not all right hey also i want to remind folks the show is brought to you by interstate batteries a battery for every need interstate batteries are the highest quality batteries out there um we do not stock nor sell anything else at uh, west automotive group and if you need a battery that's vehicle related automotive truck etc uh hop on to westautomotivegroup.com get an appointment with us get in we'll get you an interstate installed if you need a battery for any other need check them out at their storefronts at 9345 cabot drive in miramar or in la mesa at 70th and university interstate battery a battery for every need highest quality batteries out there no question about it what do you think kevin and, you know, I was just thinking, uh, somebody told me the other day ago their 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 uh, their wife's slash girlfriend's car wouldn't start in the morning, so they went to They have it. a wife and a girlfriend? That is a problem. No, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Well, they're getting... They're, it's <laughs> that's their the fian- first problem, and their, I can't fix that as the auto it, man. It's the fiancé, so that's okay. why I said wife slash girlfriend. Oh, fiancé, soon to be wife. Yes. There we go. Anyways... Their car wouldn't start in the morning. He wanted an interstate battery. He goes, dude, I couldn't find an interstate battery for it. I had to buy, because like O'Reilly's and none of them people will sell a interstate battery. No, they're mostly sold by professional technicians. Well, I understand, uh, but that's what he uh, wanted, but the car wouldn't start first thing in the morning, so he was just trying to get a battery for it. So, yeah, he was kind of kind of mad about that. So, I'm concerned that that Jeep got a transmission from uh, AutoZone or wherever. I, that that he said that they bought it from the Jeep dealer bought it from someplace like like I don't know oh uh, yeah well the thing is is even if it didn't come from their uh, remanufacturing's it, it could have been the same place that remanufactures for them so I mean who knows where <laughs> they be. picked it up yeah 
some of the remanufacturers from some of those places, though. I, I wouldn't put in my go kart. They're scary. <laughs> We're not going to name them, but I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it in my go kart. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all good. All right. So this morning, anyway, Wait a minute, thank goodness the go kart didn't probably have a transmission. It was no, a centrifugal clutch. It was. And that's why. <laughs> that's why I didn't get one of those. <laughs> I had a go-kart. Remember that go-kart? We had that go-kart? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that go-kart was fun. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised we're all still alive with all the motorcycles and go-karts and things we had as kids. We survived Cra- the 70s. Crazy stuff we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we used to have a lot of fun as kids. That was back when uh, everybody played outside. We'd come home from school and grab the motorcycles and head over to the woods that were behind the house and ride the trails and yeah and build jumps and all those fun stuff and we all all survived it so yeah just fun yeah most of us (laughs) most of us anyway all right folks uh, give us a call 888-344-1170 we are talking about uh well today we got into diagnosing vehicles a bit and and important information and how sometimes some technicians just aren't qualified to figure out what needs to be done and verify a concern uh, and uh, different things that we see and why and technical service bulletins and why they're important and all great stuff when it comes to the vehicle diagnosing and repairing information. And I guess the key to this, the main key that I want to make is a qualified technician with the information at his fingertips like we have, like all of my technicians at all facilities all have computers. We're all hooked up to items such as uh, Mitchell, which supplies all the technical service bulletins, Identifix, uh, um, uh, um, what's the other one that we use? Uh, all data, all that stuff. We we have subscriptions to all of them, and it's inherently important to diagnosing and repairing your vehicle properly. And the reason why all that information and it's expensive. Don't get me wrong. And there's a lot of independents that probably don't have all that stuff. Some do. You know, the reason we have all that information is there is no way you can know everything about a vehicle these days. There's so many different things going on with electronics and diagnosing and things like that. We need this information. A qualified technician needs this information at his fingertips to diagnose a vehicle properly. Am I right? Yes. So uh, there's just no other way around it. Otherwise, you just stand there and scratch your head. Well, because there's so so much information needed anymore. To diagnose it because systems are different, things are working, we're looking for different voltages or amperages or drops or, you know, so, and ground issues and different things like that that come up. Even with all the information, sometimes there's information that the engineers don't give you still. True. So, I mean, it's bad enough there. I feel like it. I mean, just like sometimes I don't know. Can you imagine having none of the information we have, though? You have to just Oh, it'd be horrible because that's what I was thinking. Even with the few that I have that I don't feel like I have the information on, Mm -hmm. it's like because sometimes I'm not really sure. So I have to go figure it out myself. Obviously, I got to put my meter on there and get it because I don't know if the solenoid. We all know 12 volts goes in to the PCM, TCM, but I don't know what kind of voltage is sending out to control that device. Not only that, and and it can be a now most are, are are EPC solenoids. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or, or 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 what's it called when they uh, um, pulse width modulated? Pul- yeah, pulse width with modulated solenoids, not just straight on and off. We don't do that anymore. They control the flow. Yeah, so we can we can open them a little bit, close them, open, close them, whatever Kinda they're like doing. A dam. Yeah, exactly. And however the computer's programmed to make that happen, it could be. Well, that's co- another computer programming too, or an well, issue in the computer. Or the- most of them are, are only up to an amp. So it's an amp down to point point one of an amp. So it's basically almost nothing a tenth of an amp. Of an amp, basically. And then, uh, but you, and, and then there a lot of them are five volts. So, mm-hmm. it, it, but you don't know that until you get your meter on there and go. And okay, a lot this of, is what it's trying to do. Correct, and a lot of them are controlled on the ground side, right? So yes, control the ground side of solenoid. But <laughs> that's you got to keep your eyes open on that stuff because some are. Voltage controlled, like, yeah, huh? Yeah, and I think it was Honda that used to like to control everything on that side. On the on the power yeah, yeah, voltage yeah, yeah. side. Well, so um, that is, once again, a great point to why it's so important to have all the information on the specific vehicle you're working on. And that's why we have all that electronic information. And every one of our technicians, just like all of you in the Escondido store, have your computer right there. And ha- all those subscriptions were signed up for at all locations so that... Everybody can look up what they need to and get the right information to diagnose the vehicle in a timely manner. Yeah, because I feel, I, I, I mean, I, and I'm sure that I probably get more than I think, but just for an easy example, I feel like I never get the car that 
just doesn't start anymore. I get the car <laughs> that when well, somebody brings it in, they're like, well, intermittently it won't start. So, And then when it does it, it, it only takes like three times to start. So this is the problem with that. First of all, I got to get it to the point where it's not going to start. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it doesn't start, now I got to start figuring out, is it spark? Is it is it fuel? Is it? Well, yeah. and, and I only have that certain window to figure it out. It's not like it just came in and won't start at all. So then I have my time. Those going. are easier. That's my point. <laughs> I don't feel are... like I get them anymore. Well, I feel I call, like I... we call that a fully broken car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it's fully broken, it's usually easier to diagnose. Well, at least I have. I can go. Hold on. Let me get my fuel gauge. I can take my time. You know, putting it on there, figuring everything out. But it, when it's when I only have a window and I have to get it to that window, snapshot. Oh, of what's going God, on. yeah. So all good. But I mean, that's what we do. So in cars, like I don't know. Cars definitely are highly more technical these days uh, than they used to be, and they're continuing to get more so. So having a qualified technician at a quality facility diagnose your vehicle properly, as a good friend of mine used to say, is the best money you will spend, and it is the most important part of the repair to start with. No question. Yeah. So. You know, uh, you know the weird thing is, though, I mean, me personally, because I'm pretty good at cars, I feel like the newer ones are kind of easier. Well, remember the old. If you have all the information. Well, I know. And you're familiar with automobiles. But, but yes, no, in the 80s, all the pen testing and stuff with relative uh, well, small information was a pain in the butt. I, I even think about doing head gaskets back then. You get everything together. Now I got to set the timing, set the points, <laughs> set the. Then I got to readjust the carburetor because the new one I put a head gasket on, the computer's just going to set it all itself up. Clear, like, clear, all the ad- clear all the adaptives and start from square one and it will start setting I'm up. just happy that I'm at that age where I got to do everything. So even when older cars come in, I can still. No big deal. Because a lot of younger kids are like points. What are points? I mean, they know what points are, but they don't. They've they, never they set never them. Set them. They don't yeah. have a dwell gauge. They don't yeah, have a. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. For sure. Uh, so important stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's just one of those things that uh, um, we have to be familiar with and, and and all that stuff. And and I still get answered those. I was down in. Uh, um, I had to go down to Miramar and. And Kearney Mesa and reset some smog uh, st- stuff inside the smog computers. And then also uh, was updating a couple of the uh, uh, shop computers in Miramar. And uh, was talking to Troy about the, they had a 64 Mercury Comet there, convertible. Beautiful car. Um, but he, he said, hey, I got, he says, I got a couple questions and versus, and, and we have information that goes back old, but we have to request it after 74. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't pull up right away in our computer. We have to request but a lot of that stuff I know about. So he said, hey, while you're here, can you, can you, you know, this, uh, this heat choke that comes up off of the, the uh, intake manifold? Well, no, it's, it's, a, it's a Ford style motorcraft. So it's got that heat, that brass heat tube that goes down and sticks in that hole in the exhaust manifold. Oh, okay. Now, exhaust doesn't come up through there. But what it does is heated air from that goes through there and causes the choke coil to, to tighten up and open the choke. Right? Well, they used to put it in the EGR passage in the intake manifold. Or that one doesn't have that, ECR, though, of 64. Those were, those were GM, I thought, that did that. I, you know what? I've seen Ford do it. But anyway, it doesn't put exhaust gas up there. It doesn't do that. All It's a blank hole in the manifold this thing sticks in. It just in. puts heat in there. It just puts heated air up through this copper tube, carries up, and causes the, the everything to, to pull the choke off. Well, not only that, but also there's a little thing on, the, on a hose holder that a heater hose goes across the face of the thing, which helps too. Heat. And there's a little hole. Yeah. So it's all heat. That's what it is. And the heat causes a choke to pull off and, and therefore, you know, goes from starts with a fast idle. So, so he's like, we were talking about setting that up and how I'm like, if you loosen these three screws, you can actually, you know, this thing's kind of loose. You might pull it off. The choke, the choke might be bad inside. Well, even so, that, this is just a little strip of metal in there. And it, 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 it is. After it gets hot and cold so many times, it does move around. So you do have to adjust it. Metallic spring or whatever. Yeah, you have to adjust it every once once in a while. Well, it stretches. It wears out over time. So you do have to, yeah. And that's just old school stuff. I mean, that we don't see anymore. That was the point I was coming to because uh, you were talking about, you know, different uh, things that you don't see anymore. That's the thing. You don't have to adjust things like that anymore. No, we don't do. No, fuel injection does not need that. And use a crankshaft position sensor. It knows where top dead center is. And as long as everything is lined up properly inside the motor. Yep. If not, as long as there's no uh, no mistakes by the uh, by the human, <laughs> the computer can do its job. <laughs> I remember one time, and you know, so some of the things we were talking about. Actually, we've been through, you know, uh, uh, as far as the common failures, you know, overheating, hesitation, con- 
uh, check engine light is a big one. Some of these you can't prevent. Some you can. Overheating, make sure to keep the cooling system a good time. Flat tire. Hey, man, keep a good eye on your tires as we do at the West Automotive Group every time we service. And car batteries, no start kind of things going on. Uh, we always try to keep an eye on those uh, for folks doing with that interstate tester. Every time you service your vehicle with us, we check them out. But, um, yeah, just it, it, it's different items that uh, we're talking about today and things with your vehicle and, and how important it is to uh, make sure and, and, and uh, stay on top of those things and how technically advanced they are um, versus, uh, you know, the older school stuff, like you said. It's... Uh, a lot more adjustments and things go into it. Um, I think somebody, I think it was Jerry, was a quadrajet carburetor to adjust it on the, we had an old truck for smog and, and you had to pull the, the the plugs on it. Remember pulling the plugs so you can get to the mixture screws? Yeah, but he was also trying to adjust the metering rods. Well, he had to do that too because we had a failure at uh, 25 mile an hour on the dyno. Yeah. So yeah, he had to do that too. He got it all dialed in. That was the knocks when- down and it was running too lean. So the knocks was high and that's what it was failing for. And I'm telling you, that's a job on those. Dude, failed smog on those back in the day was carbureted cars was, man, <laughs> a lot of fun. That's what I said. Even smogging cars is so much different, especially when they went to the dad machine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there's not running on the dyno anymore. You plug it into the ADL connector. Still got to do all the visual. If it's got a cat on its aftermarket, you got to get it up in the air, get the get numbers Get the numbers. Got to yeah, do yeah. all those things and make sure you're doing the right thing. Uh, but right, there are some, we don't do, um, unless it, if it's 2000 and newer, we don't actually do uh, an emissions, emissions test on it any longer, correct? Uh, that, that, it, I thought that, it was 2000. That's what I said, 2000 and newer. Oh, I thought you said 2002. Okay. No, no, two, I'm sorry, 2000 and newer, yeah. Okay. So um, 99 and older still get run on the dyno. Um, but 96 and newer doesn't don't get an EVAP test. So there's all these different things that they've changed. So, But uh, just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, But knowing that and knowing what, what, and what it takes. And there's another thing that uh, – um, um, I, I, there was a gentleman that I spoke to that brought his vehicle in for a smog and, uh, it failed. Oh, tuner had a tuner on it though. Those things are illegal per the state of California for smog. So he was advised, Hey, the car failed for the, tuner wait, wait, wait. On it. first of all, go back. What year was this? I don't know. I, I mean, it was it, during the, it was 2000 or newer. I know that's that. what I was saying. It had the dad machine so that they were actually collecting they collect all the data. Yes. Okay. That's what. That's and why it I knew it had a tuner on it. You it well because the part number is different in the computer at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's aftermarket is what it is. Because anything so. the dad machine plugs into, the state actually the car doesn't even really have well, to be even even the older smart machine now plugs into the OBD two and takes data. Same thing. They I, all I know, but what I was saying if you had a a, a ninety four, more, there's not they, as much they data. can't plug in. Yep. Oh, they do plug into the old ADL one. No, no. That's what I was saying. No, only a car if it's like that, OBD they wouldn't know. Yeah. But if it's OBD two and they plug into OBD two, the, the the they actually go in and check everything in the computer. And then, well, they and oh, so the older machine not as much as the dad, but yes, downloads a ton of information on the vehicle and cross checks it. Yes. To OEM stuff, you know, when it comes to that because smog wise, unless it's uh, um. Your resources board approved. You can't have it on the vehicle. It doesn't work that. You're not allowed to do that. And most programmers with the part numbers different than the G- All those GM programmers number. are illegal. Because they can't, period. they can't, well, I know, but they can't use a GM part number. And most of those programmers, I got to say, when you go to buy it, it says not made for on, or it made for off-road mm-hmm. use only. Uh, or so, not for sale in the state of California yes. for on-road use. <laughs> yes, yes, whatever. Too. Which is funny because uh, also federal emission laws say you're not supposed to do that, but they seem to get well, around that well, versus they, yeah, California is just a lot stricter. They get away with it, so whatever. They, they do, so, yeah. But I think the, the disclaimers or what not for on-road use is probably the best one to to use, you know, as far as that goes. I shouldn't say whatever. I said that, that's probably another conversation for another item, though. <laughs> it is. But my point to all this is uh, another person that whose vehicle was smogged properly but upset because their vehicle failed. Well, sorry, but... That, you know, I, and finally I got done to explain like, look, we do it exactly the way it's supposed to be done for a reason. The reason is because we'll get in trouble if we don't. And, 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 and doing something on your vehicle that's illegal. Why, why do I want to do that? I don't want to do that. No. Number one, we're, we're, we're upholding the smog laws in California because they do make a difference whether people want to believe it or not. Some people say it's just a state collecting money, but to be honest with you, if you didn't 
if you didn't control some of this, oh. we'd have all kinds of issues. It would look on. like driving through L.A. all the time. It would, and it does help. It does help. So um, there's a lot of different ways that we take care of air quality, but uh, um, this is the one that we're tasked with at, in the automotive field. So we follow the rules. Yes. Um, I'm sorry if that doesn't, but no, we're not breaking the rules for you. That doesn't work that way. So, um, and the point to that was you, if you remove the tuner, it's plain and simple. You remove the tuner, put it back to factory, then you can smog the car and it's not a problem. So you have your answer that no, I, I, I just, you I just what? don't understand why you can't just smog it the way it is. On, on, uh, on one of those things, I would have been like, oh, dang it. You caught me. Let me change it back. And you're, you, you can re-smog it for me. No big deal. Here, I put the... T- uh, he should he should have been more... I would think. I would think he would have been a little more... That, that was my bad. To put, yeah. That was my bad. No. <laughs> no, he's more like blame somebody else. It, well, sometimes that happens. So anyway, the point is, is that the, just a heads up, if you have those on your vehicle, they're illegal. So And don't, don't bring your vehicle in for smog with them on. So the same way goes, you put one of those on your vehicle, and you, it's under warranty, and you take it into a manufacturer's service, they will void your warranty. Yes. At that quick. Because it puts stress on other parts, that's it's, why. They will void, they, they're always looking for a reason, but they will, vo- they will void your warranty. All right, San Diego and everybody else out there, thanks for joining us this morning for Auto Talk Radio. Uh, we do appreciate you being part of, the, uh, part of the show. Keep the rubber side down and shiny side up, no matter where you are. Be safe and enjoy. And uh, we'll be back next Saturday at uh, 7 a.m. right behind the Garden Talk, guys. We'll be back while you're having your coffee. There you go. Have a great Saturday. Be safe. Take care. Auto Talk Radio, The Answer San Diego. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.